Please take your Bibles and turn with me this morning to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. We're going to begin reading with the sixth verse once again, and we're going to read to the end of the chapter, Revelation chapter 20, beginning to read with verse 6, Revelation 20, verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when a thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. There was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. The books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is a second death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Let's begin with prayer. Father, thank you for the reading of your precious word. Thank you for the opportunity for us to come and to, to give and to support the work that you have blessed us with here. Continue, Father, to guide and lead us each and every day. Continue with your direction and your power. We cannot come together and, and, and speak without your presence. And so please, that your Holy Spirit is here. You tell us where two or more are gathered. You will come with a special power and a special blessing. And so we ask today, Father, that you will be here with us, speak to all of our hearts, Show us the way to salvation if we do not know you as our Lord and Savior. Convict us of our sin. Show us that we need a Savior and then bring us right to that cross, right to the place you, your son Jesus shed his blood, died, and then rose again three days later. Bring us there. Show us the, the great mercy that you have given us by us coming by faith and believing. And, Father, then life begins. Help us to walk with you each and every day. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, we talked about 
this sixth verse. We have been in this section now for about four weeks. Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection. Jesus Christ is the first resurrection. But we become and have the opportunity to be a part of that first resurrection. Because not only will our souls, the second that we face what we call death here on earth, our soul immediately goes into the presence of our Lord. But our body will join our soul at the rapture. So that is the beginning, really, of the first resurrection other than our Lord Jesus Christ. We will face a time, this is the church age, to give you just a little bit of a calendar of events, as we do many times, we are in the church age. When the church age closes, comes to an end, that will end with the trump sound and our Lord will call us. Those that are in the grave will come out first that have, uh, are born again, that are saved. And those of us that are alive and know the Lord Jesus will meet him in the air and he will take us home. We will enjoy the marriage supper of the Lamb preparing for the marriage. That is what we will enjoy in the heavens with our Lord and Savior. But here on earth, then, there will be a, seven, a, a time of tribulation lasting seven years. The last three and a half years of that period of time will be the single most awful time on this earth. The Antichrist, the beast, the devil will have full reign, and it will just be a most miserable time for anyone that would choose to come by faith to the Lord Jesus. And there will be multitudes that will be saved during that time because there is going to be 12,000 out of each tribe, 144,000 total, that are going to preach the gospel. And the bulk of those that are going to be saved will be the Jews. That is the last gathering. We know that we are in the end times right now because there is already a, a gathering of the Jews back to Israel. They are coming back, but during this time, there will be a drawing back into Jerusalem. The temple will be rebuilt, and, and they will begin once again to offer sacrifices, all these things, and the truth will be preached. Not one preacher of that 144,000 will veer off. As we studied in Matthew this morning, there are false prophets. There will be false prophets, but not of this 144,000. The truth will be preached. They will reach out to get the Jews, Israel, and multitudes will be saved, as well will be Gentiles during that time. Then we come to a close of that tribulation period, and we will come to the time of the Battle of Armageddon. And so when the Battle of Armageddon comes, then we'll find that that, that battle, and we're going to be in Matthew chapter 25 today, and look at what takes place during that time. There are many, many events. But 
just to kind of remind us what's taking place. So that resurrection, that glorious resurrection for the believers will take place right before the tribulation starts. But the resurrection of the wicked, they will not face that time until a thousand seven years later because the great white throne judgment takes place after the millennial reign of Christ. That's where we're at in Revelation here, chapter 20. But the resurrection of the the wicked is not a resurrection unto life as it is to the believer. The believer, it's a resurrection of life, but to the lost, it's a resurrection of eternal damnation. It's not a resurrection that's going to bring any joy to them whatsoever. And as we said last week, and and, uh, I could see the wonderful response and the excitement uh, uh, when we think on these things. Christians do not die. We do not have to worry about death in any fashion. We, we don't have to be concerned about death in any way because a Christian does not die. The body sleeps, as the Scripture tells us. goes into the ground. We are separated from our body, but we never die. Uh, we, as a believer, stay alive as the Lord Jesus Christ has given us life. And then will come, of course, the tribulation, the, the rapture of the church, and our bodies will be joined together again. But think on that. Don't be concerned at all about death, because death is an opportunity for us to be right in the presence of the Lord Jesus. A Christian never dies. Oh, our body's separated for a period of time, but we never die. Oh, that should bring such great joy to our hearts, knowing that as we go and, and, and the Lord has, has brought the opportunity of many funerals that I uh, have, have taken care of, almost all of them, they're lost. How do you go to a funeral and preach a funeral when the person is lost? How do you give the family any hope when they're lost? The hope is you're still breathing. You can trust in Jesus today. And if you've ever attended one of them, you'll find out that I don't ever. And why they still ask, it's the Lord's doing. Because I don't once say They're in a better place. I don't once tell them that if 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 that person laying in that casket or today it's everybody's in their urn and and so you know, used to be see that body? No, now see the see the see the uh the the the, uh ashes. The uh, but to I I never Give them hope that the person that's died is in the presence of the Lord Jesus. I do say, if they trusted in Jesus as their Savior, they're in his presence. If they didn't, they're in the fires of hell. Now, what are you going to do about Jesus? 
And the Lord, it's just, it just amazes me how many times that the phone rings and it's the funeral home. And it says, Larry, they come in and they said, they, they want you to do the funeral. It's just a joy to be able to give the gospel one more time. But that person that is in the casket or in the urn, either way, that decision's made. You have to come by faith to the Lord Jesus. The Christians do not die. The body rests in the dust. The spirit returns unto God who gave it. The righteous are raised never to die. What a joy. What a joy. Don't be concerned that you're going to leave this body. I don't know about you folks, but my body's deteriorating. It's just, I don't want this body <laughs> forever and ever. I'll be very pleased with whatever the Lord wants to give me. And I know that it'll be perfect. Now, the wicked, they die forever. We never die. What a message we have. We never die as a believer in Jesus Christ. But the wicked dies forever. They die physically and they die spiritually throughout eternity in the lake of fire. It is beyond our thinking how a person can die and die and die and never die. It's eternal. As our joy is eternal, their wickedness and pain and suffering is eternal. You think you hurt today when you get up? You get down on your knees and you, you, you can't just stand up. You've got to grab a hold of something to get you back up, right side up. We hurt. Well, that hurt continues. A person, you, you know it, you go to a funeral, they've died, they've suffered terribly with some cancer or something rather and the first words you hear out of most people including the preacher well their pain is gone and there's no more suffering that is the biggest lie that's ever been told if they weren't a believer in jesus if they weren't a believer in jesus there are many promises that we have here and again, I'm going to read verse 6 in chapter 20. And then we're going to go back to Isaiah. And then we're going to go to Matthew. And we're going to spend quite a bit of time in Matthew chapter 25 this morning. So once again, Revelation 26. Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection. That would be anybody that is born again. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. What a glorious day that will be. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. Verse 6, 7. This is just a little... Look at what's going to be like during the millennial reign of Christ. 
Isaiah chapter 11, verse 6. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. A cow and a bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. The sucking child shall play on the hole of an asp. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the crocodile's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. What a beautiful set of verses of Scripture. That gives us a small idea of what life is going to be like during the millennial reign of Christ. Everything will be changed. Let's go now to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 through 34. Now, there we talk about the battle of Armageddon. And we talk many times, and and probably anybody that has studied or has preached or talked about the battle of Armageddon. We know that the battle of Armageddon is at the close of the tribulation period. We have studied that extensively, how that that God calls all the armies together. And they are going to come down on Jerusalem, on Israel. Not all... Not all the world is going to be there. And that's what we're talking about here. But God will bring, will bring judgment upon all that are wicked upon the earth. So with that in mind, let's go to Matthew twenty-five thirty-one. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory... And all the holy angels with him. This is a little bit different because we're going to be with him in the battle of Armageddon. Then shall he sit on the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations. He shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. He shall set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous 
answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and we gave you drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Insomuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto thee, Insomuch as they did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment. Everlasting punishment, it says, but the righteous into life eternal. And we read this section of Scripture here. There are some very key things for us to understand. Number one, it is believed that the judgment that that this is talking about is not the great white throne judgment because at the great white throne judgment, that's going to take place at the end of the millennial reign of Christ at the end of the thousand years. It's believed that this judgment that we're talking about here is a judgment that's going to take place immediately following the battle of Armageddon. Now, when you read these things, you, you, you wonder because when the Lord Jesus comes down at the battle of Armageddon, we will be with him. We're told that very clearly. We're going to come and he's going to have uh, the, the sword in his mouth. Remember the word of God and he's going to speak and, and he specifies the river that's going to be bridled deep with blood from those that he has uh, destroyed the enemy. But it would seem that there is a following judgment that comes at the end of the tribulation. This is not the church age. The church age, the church is raptured. And the only one that goes into the tribulation are folks that are not saved. There's going to be a period of time on this earth that there's going to be not one soul that's saved. And that's that division between the rapture of the church and the entering into the tribulation period. Not going to be one soul. Every single soul on the earth is going to be lost. That's when we have the 144,000. That's when we have the preachers come in and preach to all these lost people during the tribulation period. And the bulk that's going to be saved, as we've said, is going to be Israel. It's going to be the Jews. Some Gentiles, but mostly Israel. At the end... After this period of time with the Antichrist and the beast and all those things that are there, we come to that end time. That is when the Lord Jesus 
will call together the armies. They will come and they will converge converge upon the the uh, nation of Israel. And right before they're destroyed, right before it's eliminated, God will come and he will speak and he will take care of that enemy. It appears that this is a judgment that's coming immediately following that. Because it talks about the nations. Let's look at it here. It tells us, Son of Man shall come in glory, all his holy angels with him, and then shall he sit on the throne of his glory. Now this is a little different, because when we come, he's going to plant his feet. (laughs) He's going to plant his feet. And remember, going to divide and going to water the the whole uh, area there. And so this is a little bit different. All right, so you could think, maybe this is the great white throne judgment. Maybe this is that time period. But it's not. Before him shall he gather all nations. Now there is, as in Israel, they say all Israel will be saved. Well, all those that believe. But it's not an... You can't belong to a certain nation or a certain people and be born again. Every person that's ever been saved has got to believe personally, individually. That's the only way that you can be saved. But it's going to be a calling out of the remaining nations. All these remaining nations are going to be called out. And that's where we come before to gather all nations. He shall separate them one from another as sheep divideth as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. All right. We have the sheep, the goats, and there's one more party here that we're going to deal with. And that party is the brethren. We have the sheep, the goats, and the brethren. Now let me help you with this as we're looking at. The sheep are those that were born again during the tribulation period. God's protected them. We've got many verses of scripture. Remember how he hides them? And so we have here, and we're going to look at some of those verses of Scripture, but we have the sheep. They're the born-again believers during the tribulation period. The goats, and let me specify, basically we're talking about Gentiles. The sheep, but saved. The goats... Gentiles lost, didn't trust in Jesus. Who could be the brethren? Israel. The brethren is Israel. Jesus says, brethren. Who could be his brethren? The Jews. The Jews. So now, let's look at this because we have read what they said so what it amounts to is any nation that's born again and the peoples in that nation that supports Israel that's the ones he's talking about who did you feed when you were hungry who did you clothe when you were naked 
who did you do this? Who did you do this? And they said, we didn't do that to you, Jesus. And he said, yes, you did. You did it to my people. You did it to the brethren. But oh, today, today, how many, even in the United States, hate Israel? They are the lost. They are the goats. They are the ones that is going to be dealt with, as the Lord Jesus said, and these shall go away into eternal punishment. So there's going to be a judgment at the great white throne judgment, yes. There's going to be a judgment at the battle of Armageddon when these people are destroyed. But it appears that between there, between the millennial reign of Christ, because it speaks of his throne, all the holy angels come down and sit upon the throne of his glory. Somewhere between this division of the battle of Armageddon and the beginning of the millennial reign, this judgment takes place. And it all falls, and this is the last time, it all falls to whether you were born again and supported the nation of Israel. The goats are the lost, the sheep are the saved, the brethren, in verse 40, is the nation of Israel. Those that do not support the nation of Israel, and we have said it repeatedly, repeatedly we have said that the only reason that God's judgment has not fallen upon this nation is because as a whole this nation supports Israel. And if we didn't support Israel, we wouldn't even exist today. Because God would bring his judgment down upon us because we have killed millions and millions of babies. We have been a most evil nation in so many ways. But so far, our government and the bulk of the people support the nation of Israel. And as long as we do that, as long as we do that, God's protective hand has been on us. But the second that that turns, the second that the leadership of this country turns against the nation of Israel, we're finished. We're finished. I have some uh, couple scripture verses, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll close. It it doesn't seem like I can get past this sixth verse. And uh, But it's so important for us to see these things. Revelation chapter 12, verse 6. Revelation chapter 12. This is the last half of the tribulation period. Now, we don't know where this is. We don't know how God's going to do it. But the woman fled into the wilderness. Revelation twelve six. Revelation twelve six. I want everybody to see it. Revelation twelve six. The woman fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, 
that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. That's the last half of the tribulation period. Things are going to be so horrible. God takes his own. He takes the believers and he tucks them away to protect them. And so let's uh, let's go now to the 14th and 16th verse of that same chapter. Chapter 12, verse 14. And to the woman were given two wings of great of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness into a place where she is nourished for a time, times, and a half a time from the face of the serpent. Three and a half years. A time and times and a half. Then down to 16. The earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And so we know there was a period of time, the last three and a half years, that he protected her. And so this is during the tribulation period. And so during this time, why the Lord brings everything together. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 24, verses 15 through 22. And we'll close with this. Matthew 24, verse 15. Daniel speaks of this very clearly. Matthew chapter 24, verse 15. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. And this is halfway through the tribulation. This is a three and a half year point. Then let them which be in Judah flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop uh, not come down to take my thing out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray for the, for your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall a great tribulation, which as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever will be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. There's another verse of Scripture many people uh, do not understand. This is speaking of those folks that are born again during the tribulation period. Things are going to be so awful that if God didn't shorten those days, physically, none of them, they're not talking spiritual here, they're talking physically, none would survive, none would live through it. And that's what verse 22 is is telling us. And so, when you look at these verses of Scripture, and we come back now to Revelation chapter 20, Verse 6, you can see we have just approached all the things that are prior to the millennial reign of Christ. I wanted to go back. We've talked about the Battle of Armageddon, and we've talked now about this this judgment that is kind of uh, spoken of between the Battle of Armageddon and the opening day of the millennial reign. As I said at the beginning, the, the, there is not a single person 
that is saved that enters into the tribulation period. Folks that are saved are there because of the preaching of the gospel, and they truly trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. But every person that leaves because the rapture of the church takes all the saved, and now you enter into the tribulation period. Not a single person saved. At the end of the tribulation period, there is not going to be a single person on this earth that's lost that steps into the millennial reign of Christ. There's not going to be because all will be destroyed. We just had the goats. We just talked about them. They're going to be destroyed. There's not going to be one person lost enter into the millennial reign of Christ. Now, when we get to the millennial reign of Christ, death does not exist for a thousand years. A thousand years they will have children. Those that entered in saved into the millennial reign of Christ a thousand years. And during this thousand year period, there is going to be a multitude of people saved. Millions of people, not saved, born. And every one of them, the Lord Jesus, will rule and reign with a rod of iron. We've read back in Isaiah concerning the, the situation. The lamb and the lion will lie together. The children can play with snakes. There's going to be not, all that's going to go on during the millennial reign. Jesus is going to be present. And then, as it tells us, when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of prison. That's where we're going to maybe start next week. We might review again. We don't know. Oh, huh? We might be raptured before I ever get to verse 7. <laughs> Very possible. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get to heaven. Where's Larry? He's got to finish this thing. <laughs> let's, let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for your precious word today. It's such a joy, Father, to learn these things. And, and as all these wonderful years you have given me to to search and to study your word and and just to continue to confirm your truths and to share it father just just guide and lead each and every one of us father please help us to understand uh, what's coming and and our 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 work that needs to be done right now father thank you thank you for the tremendous blessings that you've poured out upon us Help us to continue to preach your word, to stay true to your word, Father. Don't let us veer off. Don't let us be taken by some false prophet that's out there. Continue to speak to our hearts. Again, if there's here folks here that do not know you as their Lord and Savior, please, that they would come today. Because this could be, the rapture could come within the, the next split second and we would be gone. And then all of a sudden you're sitting here. And you would go into this awful time that's going to be here on earth. Please, Father, help us to reach out and reach these folks for you. Speak to all of our hearts now, and I pray this in Jesus' name.